2020 was a big year for advances in telework in the Defense Department, even for people who need access to classified information. Now, the Army alone deployed thousands of new devices to let its leaders get access to both secret and unclassified information. But it's not just for telework now. The agency is using some of the same concepts to make it faster, easier, and cheaper to deploy secret networks on its own basis. Federal News Network's Jared Serbo has the details. Ordinarily, installing the infrastructure needed to connect to DOD's secret Internet Protocol Router Network, or SIPRNet, is not a trivial matter. Traditionally, SIPR connections in DOD buildings have required what's called a protective distribution system with specialized conduit and other security measures to keep that classified network cabling physically secure. But just as the pandemic was starting at Fort Gordon, Georgia, the new home of Army Cyber Command, officials were looking at a new way of doing things. Instead of building PDS systems for each new classroom and building, they wanted to try connecting users to SIPRNet over encrypted connections to virtual desktops with unclassified networks in between. Major General Maria Barrett is the commander of the Army's Network Enterprise Technology Command. We said, hey, let's, could we add wireless to this package that was in the approval process to NSA in order to make this a remote capability as well? Because SIPR was a long pull in the tent. The office productivity piece on the nipper side of the house was getting solved um, through CVR and other collaboration tools uh, that we had. But SIPR was a different nut to crack. And so um, we amended the package, NSA approved it, and now we had a full desktop environment for classified users, and we rolled it out during the summer. Uh, it provided us a viable option for those of us who are not just consumers of SIPR, but really require a full desktop uh, experience to process and create as a teleworker. But if you are a full desktop user, if you're somebody like from my cybersecurity division at Netcom who needs access to portals, um, who has to upload documents, review documents, um, use um, uh, DIS's GVS system. You know, you're you're in a super user category, and, a, and this type of an implementation is totally appropriate. Barrett says the hardware and software package lets users connect to unclassified and classified networks from the same device. They can also support a third network in the future, like a shared network for U.S. and coalition partners. She says it has the potential to help replace and consolidate the more than 20 implementations of remote capabilities for classified work the Army's using right now. And the aspirational goal is to run most of the infrastructure in a commercial cloud environment, approved for DoD classified workloads. And I think we're at a point right now where we see the benefits. There are definitely cost benefits to this, and it gives us some added flexibility. And so maybe we should take a more enterprise approach to the solution. Um as well as the transport. And as part of the enterprise approach, ideally, you know, instead of me building, hosting, lifecycling this capability ourselves, or even doing it on-prem as a service, let's think about hosting this in an IL-6 cloud so we can quickly surge when we need it and ramp down when it's not needed. And again, I'm very proud of what 7 Sig Command engineers and contractors for modifying and accelerating the, the delivery of this initial operating capability in response to COVID. But it did take them about four months to get it, this out from the idea modification of the package to getting a, the first client in the hands of our pilot users. 
We'd like to be able to spin up additional capability quicker in response to any range of contingencies. Meanwhile, the Army is looking at a similar approach to expanding its CipperNet connectivity on other bases. One is at Fort Knox, Kentucky. There, Netcom had a sudden need to support new users as a result of the Army's decision to reestablish the Fifth Corps and place its headquarters staff at Fort Knox. They stood up in the Harold Mod building at Fort Knox, Kentucky, a largely NipperNet-focused um, organization. And so now you have an organization in one wing of the building that does have a requirement for SIPNet. And so how can we do this without having to now bust through walls, put PDS in, right? Hey, here's this solution, this CFSC VDI mill solution that we can give you right now. Just plug it into your NipperNet connection here, right? And we'll get it where it needs to be and you can have SIPR. And so this is actually working very well for Fifth Corps at Fort Knox and has solved a problem that it would have taken us months in a contract and installation and and now we can spin this up. And the Army's also working on long-term solutions for telework on its unclassified networks. The vast majority of the Defense Department moved in that direction last year when DOD implemented a temporary tool set called Commercial Virtual Remote, based on Microsoft Teams in response to the pandemic. Over the next year, the Army will start to transition users from CVR to an Office 365 environment that will interoperate in a federated model with other DOD components' office implementations, much of which will be sourced from DOD's new Defense Enterprise Office Solutions contract. One of the big things that we just did in order to enable the uh, Army's migration is to cut over to the global directory services that DOD has mandated that we do uh, to the authoritative directory services that are going to enable us to have that cross-tenant interoperability and security inside Office 365. So then with this cutover, You know, we're ready to start doing our test migrations mid to late February. And then the the plan is to do 25,000 a week uh, with the migrations. But what this is going to do for the Army is this shifts this from really a disadvantaged DEE environment to now the Army manages its tenant and what is happening in its tenant. So we're moving out of your house, DISA. We're moving into our own house. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.